Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fauci's retiring. Hmm, we'll talk about that. Talk about the climate change death cult. We have Nan Hayworth, Dave Bratt, Sarah Gonzalez. All that's coming up on I'm Right. You know, I have sons, right? I have two sons, James and Luke. James is 13, Luke is 11. And sometimes... I struggle disciplining them. Don't get me wrong, they're good boys, but that's part of the reason. They're such good boys, sometimes I've struggled disciplining them, and sometimes when they're doing something wrong, it makes me laugh. And allow me to explain, so we're getting to the Fauci stuff in a minute. I'll put them to bed. Nine o'clock, let's say. I'll put them to bed. Boys, go to bed. Don't you get up. No playing up there. And if I go up there, and this happens often, and I hear one of them talking or both of them behind the door I'll burst in the room and say I told you to go to bed but sometimes they're doing something funny and I laugh and I can't help it and I close the door and I leave but guess what happens every single time I walk up there and catch them and laugh guess what happens I'll have to go back up again why 
school. There was no punishment for the bad behavior. I told you to go to bed. I told you to be quiet, but I didn't enforce it. And because there was no punishment for your bad behavior, you're guaranteed to continue your bad behavior. I'll have to go up again and again and again and again until I stop laughing and somebody gets in real serious trouble. And then miraculously, I don't have to go up anymore. They shut up and they go to sleep. Which brings us to the news of the day, Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is retiring in December. Announced today he's retiring in December. And maybe that, maybe that took you by surprise, huh? But maybe that's quite a shock. If you were surprised by that, you know what that tells me? That tells me I need to thank you for being a new viewer of I'm Right because longtime viewers, like anyone who was listening back in February, they've known this for quite some time. Uh, Mr. Producer, please write this one down because if I turn out to be right, I'm just going to be obnoxious about it. Dr. Fauci will not be an employee of the federal government by January 1st of 2023. So, sorry, sorry, I just need a minute. I just, I just need a minute. You, you had to know I was going to be obnoxious about that, right? Calling that shot way back in February. But okay, well, what did I see coming? Why did I call the shot? It wasn't complicated. I saw that Republicans were going to take over the House. As soon as Democrats lost complete control of every single branch of government, Dr. Fauci was going to have to face all kinds of scrutiny and hearings and things like that. And so it was quite obvious the second Dr. Fauci saw that the easy road was just about to end, he was going to retire. And he's going to retire in December. And it's important you understand when Dr. Fauci retires in December, he's not going to retire in disgrace. He's not going to slink away. He's not a national pariah. In fact, dude is 81 years old. Do you know what Dr. Fauci is going to do when he retires? Dr. Fauci is undoubtedly going to go work for one of the major pharmaceutical giants. And on top of being the federal employee with the largest retirement package in the history of the United States of America, he's going to make millions of dollars courtesy of the pharmaceutical companies he's helped enrich. And look, you do remember Fauci back in November, right? You remember when Fauci did this little interview? Senator Cruz told the Attorney General you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? <laughs> Why is he so smug? He's so smug because the GOP is so pathetic and weak. He's so smug because the GOP has barged into his bedroom several times and caught him up past his bedtime and all they did was snicker and close the door. Dr. Fauci is responsible for more misery and death than, I don't want to say any American in history, but gosh, he's got to be on the short list. When you take into account 
the overdose deaths, the suicides, spousal abuse, child abuse, when you take into account the economic disaster we are heading into courtesy of the Fauci-pushed COVID lockdowns, when you take into account 18 to 49-year-olds are dying now at a 40% higher clip than ever before we pushed a jab on tens of millions, hundreds of millions, well, let's be honest, they tried to push it on 300 million Americans. When you take into account all the damage that was brought about by locking down a healthy society in the name of a virus, virtually everyone survives. You could make the argument Dr. Fauci is the most destructive American to ever walk the planet. And he feels completely comfortable giving interviews and giving the double middle finger to a U.S. senator because Dr. Fauci is unafraid. Why is he unafraid? Why? It's not enough now to ride off into the sunset. It's not enough to threaten him. But there'll be hearings afterwards. Dr. Fauci should be retiring in December. He should be retiring to his one-room jail cell in Fort Leavenworth for the rest of his life. I don't even say that out of revenge or out of spite. I say that, one, because that would actually be justice. And two, the next public health official who considers carpet bombing the United States of America the way Dr. Fauci did should look at what happens to Dr. Fauci and it should give him a moment of pause. And if the next public health official looks at Dr. Fauci and they see him retire and head off to a million dollar payout and a nice comfortable retirement, what would dissuade him from doing the same thing? If he looks at Dr. Fauci still sitting in Fort Leavenworth, maybe he has a moment where he says, ooh, I don't know, I better not. And I need to clarify, just so you don't think I'm cold, I don't want Dr. Fauci to be all alone in Fort Leavenworth. I very much want Dr. Burks to join him there. Are we at the point where you cannot rebuild public trust? I mean, is the agency worth reforming? Well, the way you rebuild public trust is be transparent. And I think that's in the report. Um, better data, better accountability, better transparency. Do you see what's happening? I know you do, but in case you don't, this is what's happening. Dr. Burks, one of the main culprits in the destruction of America, lying to America, even wrote a book where she bragged about lying to Trump, overinflating how deadly COVID was so Trump would do even more terrible things when it comes to lockdowns. She's now out there calling for transparency and accountability. What's she doing there? What she's doing is washing her hands of all the destruction she has brought to the country, acting like this is someone else's problem. Oh yeah, the CDC. Uh, yeah, they, they got to reform things over there. They are pretty messed up at the CDC when it was actually her who did the vast majority of the damage to this country. But again, it's another great point. It's just like Dr. Fauci getting ready to retire, go make his pharma millions. Why does Dr. Burks, why is she unafraid to write a book and brag in the book about locking down America? How can she feel so comfortable looking at all the destruction she's done and write a book bragging about it? 
Why is she unafraid? And no, I don't expect to appeal to her humanity. She's quite obviously one of these God complex doctors who doesn't have any. I expect to appeal to her sense of fear. I expect her to be afraid of being arrested, put on a public trial, prosecuted, and sent to federal prison for the rest of her life. These are not victimless crimes. When Dr. Burks walks into Donald Trump's office and knowingly lies to him, overinflating how deadly COVID is, that's not some innocent, ha ha ha, I lied to him, guys. That's not some innocent, that's not some innocent thing. People died because of that. Do I need to remind you that there was a 51% increase in teenage girl suicides because of Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci's COVID lockdowns. How many families out there right now are watching Dr. Burks print a book that'll make herself millions and their baby girl will never be around the Christmas tree opening gifts again? How many? Why are these people unafraid? That is the question we should be asking because until these people who have destroyed us are unafraid, there will never be any justice in this country. Retirement for Fauci? A book for Dr. Burks? Sorry, that's not a reckoning. We're gonna need much, much, much more. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. My friend Sarah Gonzalez is gonna join me to discuss this and other things next, but first we need to discuss that timeshare you're stuck in, you want out of. I know. They're scam artists. I don't, there's nothing you're going to tell me that I don't agree with. I know. These timeshare companies, they suck you in. Oh, look at the pretty brochure house on the beach. You enjoy it. You're done with it. Try to give it back. Try to walk away from it. And they inform you, no, 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 read the fine print. You're stuck for life. You're not stuck for life. Make one phone call. Lone Star Transfer has helped over 16,000 people get out. They'll get you out. You know how I know? How about a 99% success rate? That's how I know. You know how else I know? They guarantee it in writing. They even give you a time frame. Oh, oh we'll have you out by this date. That's friggin' awesome. One phone call. 844-310-2646. 844-310-2646. Or go online to LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. And, uh, you do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, 
But in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. The Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. Man, it was all so stupid, wasn't it? Joining me now, my friend Sarah Gonzalez, host of the great News and Why It Matters on Blaze TV. Sarah, man, th that was just two years of dumb, wasn't it? I, you know, I guess we, I shouldn't laugh, but just knowing what we know now, or I should say what you and I knew at the very beginning in February of 2020, just watching that back is just so laughable that people actually went along with this absurdity. It's, it is, it's mind boggling to me. The two masks, the children walking outside with the parents and the parents didn't have to because they had the magic jab and, and the children did have to somehow. It, it, none of it made any sense. And yet, here we are, and people went along with it. Sarah, Fauci, obviously, as you know, Fauci announced today he's retiring in December. You know, last thing I would ever want to do is be obnoxious, but I predicted that clear back in February. But anyway, Fauci's retiring in December, and he's, we all know he's going to walk into big pharma and make millions, and man, that is not justice. It's not justice. Uh, this man, look, I, I refer to him as the greatest con man of all time. Uh, I, I say that... I should say, in American history, the greatest con man of all time in American history. I stand by that. I do not say that lightly. Uh, this man should be in prison for the rest of his life. And that would be a kind approach, I think. Um, I, I agree with you. I saw this coming, that he would resign. What's unfortunate is how much money he's made off of the taxpayer dime and how much money he will continue to make off of the taxpayer dime in his pension. I read his pension is going to be like $350,000 that we are going to continue to pay him all for having lied to the American public and contributed to the deaths of thousands and thousands and thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, yet we're still going to continue to pay him. It's absurd. Okay, I, I understand we have a low T GOP and that's a problem, but it's slowly getting better. Do you think they'll do anything to him? No, no, that, absolutely not. No, no, there's, there's what, I mean, who in, who in the GOP, Jesse, is going to, other than Rand Paul, who is going to keep this at the top of their agenda and actually do something about it rather than, uh, you know, crawling away from anything that might be deemed controversial uh, whenever it actually matters. Who in the GOP would do it? I don't know of anyone other than Rand Paul. Maybe Ted Cruz will go along with it as long as there's some sort of viral video he can get out of it and post on Twitter and get a bunch of likes and reactions to. But I, I, don't, I don't trust any of the GOP leaders right now to do anything about this. I mean, look at how little they've done about Joe and Hunter Biden after all of what we've uncovered on those two guys. I, I don't trust they're going to do anything to Dr. Fauci. One guy who doesn't get near enough credit for all this stuff is Dr. Robert Malone. He's been very vocal about the dangers of the shot. He's been very vocal about the insanity of our COVID measures. Washington Post has smeared this guy up and down. Now he's suing them for defamation. 
Sarah, I like this new thing. I know Nicholas Sandman did it. Uh, I don't know the, the level of success because that decision was kept private, but I heard it was quite significant. Kyle Rittenhouse is doing it. Is this the path forward for us suing these media organizations till they feel financial pain? Absolutely. Sue them for every last dime. And if they don't stop doing it, then I guess they won't be in business any longer. I mean, look, they put up with a lot. But when you're talking about these doctors specifically, Dr. Peter McCullough uh, is in a lawsuit as well. This one is, is to Twitter because of a uh, an account that he had on Twitter. It wasn't his personal account. It was a, a Twitter account that was dedicated to providing information on how to treat COVID in the early stages. And Twitter kicked him off for medical, informa medical misinformation. It was this big production. And so he's suing as well. And I think that there's something particularly egregious when you're talking about these media companies, whether it be social media or, you know, place like the New York Times mainstream media outlets that are defaming people, that are kicking them off social media, that are doing these things to these doctors, to these experts. They keep telling us, trust the experts. These are the people who are on the front lines trying to provide information to others to help prevent deaths. And all of these companies were trying to silence them. I, there is something just so disgustingly evil about that. Uh, I say, yes, absolutely, sue all of these companies for everything that they're worth. Because one of two things will happen, Jesse. They'll either learn their lesson and stop the BS, or they won't be around any longer to spew what they spew. Either one is a great outcome. Sarah, are there experts anymore? Because it seems to me now all of our experts are consistently wrong about everything. And you're going to have to forgive me if it doesn't appear that uh, to be an expert, you have to find some communist moron who deems you an expert, meaning all our experts suck. Yeah, you're, uh, you're not wrong there, Jesse. Where, where I would say there are experts are uh, other people who are not involved in the government. I think when you're talking about the bureaucracy, the CDC, the FDA, um, all of these places there are no experts left because you're talking about people who have made a career out of uh, you know living off of the taxpayer dime you were talking about people who have been in the bureaucracy for 40 50 years who have not seen a patient in just that long i mean speaking of anthony fauci when's the last time he actually saw a patient you're not going to get an expert in big government in the bureaucracy where you're going to find the experts are the people on the front lines the people treating patients the people who are seeing these other people that they are talking about who are seeing the studies who are doing the studies it's not going to be big government it's certainly not going to be uh, anthony fauci it basically jesse if if someone tells me a government expert says to do something i'm doing the opposite right now that's pretty smart one thing there, look there is some good news out there sarah kids are fleeing the education system two million is the most recent ex, uh, uh, estimate on it here's a little video how widespread is this problem of, of lost children in American school systems? You know, it's a, it's a concern not only in Los Angeles, but uh, in other parts of our country, in particular our urban centers, where we know the pandemic uh, impacted urban centers uh, where their density is higher. Uh, many families moved out of uh, cities. Sarah, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I share your, uh, your joy in knowing that uh, these children, look, they weren't getting educated at these schools anyway, right? They, it's not like they were uh, going and they were learning, reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, how to critically think. They weren't learning anything, uh, but what they were being indoctrinated into was uh, to turn their gender, you know, they, to be gender fluid, uh, and they were doing it while suffocating on their own, uh, you know, in their own masks. So 
at least these kids, they weren't learning anything worth learning at the schools. I guess at least they are, uh, they're, they're better off not being trans, but I would say it is pretty gross to uh, listen to them just, you know, oh, COVID shutdowns played no part in that. They're, they're, they're just moving, right? They're just relocating. It had nothing to do with the fact that we shut all of these places down and the parents couldn't figure out what to do with their kids and, and couldn't get them to school, uh, couldn't, uh, didn't want to send them in a mask, uh, what have you. It's interesting how they twist that narrative, but I'm with you, Jesse. I think the more kids that we find uh, in alternative schools, whether it be private schools, which by the way, people need to vet because private schools are not always so safe, as safe as they think that, uh, that they are, even here in Texas, as I'm sure you know. Um, but the more kids that are homeschooled, the more that parents are paying attention to their education uh, and the less interference they have with these public school teachers indoctrinating them, the better. Sarah Gonzalez, the news and why it matters. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All right. The climate change death call is not something that's backing off. They're picking up steam and man, it's just it's it's amazing how how hard it is. It is how hard it is for them to mask how much they hate you. It's crazy. All right. Before we get to them, oh, actually this is a perfect segue into them. Uh, please buy some gold. Uh, these climate change people, I, uh, more than anyone else they are out to wipe us out. I mean, they are attacking every single part of the economy that is holding the country up. And I don't know that you will ever need to use the gold Oxford Gold sends to your front door. Remember, they send it right to your front door. Gold coins delivered to your front door. It might save your life one day. You and your family might eat on that. Might be able to purchase goods and services when all else fails on that. But maybe not, right? Maybe we're fine. Well, the good news is those gold coins don't expire like the chips in your pantry. You can hand those down to your kids. They can hand them down to their kids. There's no risk in owning gold. It will always have incredible value. Call Oxford and get something to protect yourself. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They're super laid back, easy to work with. They'll take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. We'll be back. Let's have a little chat here about climate change, climate change, death cults, global warming, global cooling, all these things. I'm going to be nice for as long as I can possibly be nice here. I don't care if you believe carbon is changing the Earth's atmosphere or the weather. I don't care if you actually believe carbon is causing all the droughts we see right now. There have always been droughts, by the way. But I, none of that really matters. What does matter is that you understand this and you understand it all the way. Humans themselves are carbon. What is coming out of your mouth right now is carbon. Plants, trees, they breathe carbon in and then they, in turn, they put out oxygen. It's almost like God knew what he was doing. It's crazy. Oil, gas, coal. These are the things that power the earth. Not America, not your local hometown. The entire world runs on those things. And they produce carbon. So, again, it doesn't matter whether you believe the earth is warming or cooling or not doing anything. Set that aside for a minute. All that really matters is that you fully understand any effort to reduce carbon, capture carbon, 
is an effort to reduce humanity itself. Any war on carbon is a war on mankind. These people are on record as far back as the 50s. They're on record saying, hey, ah, we need a couple billion people to die. Yeah, you know, we don't really need more than three billion people on Earth. It's not like this is some internet conspiracy theory. You get these people in an honest moment and they'll tell you, yeah, we need to get rid of billions of people. When I say this is the deadliest religion in the history of the world, it's the deadliest religion in the history of the world by a mile. You should know, full disclosure, when I tell you these people want to kill a billion people, I pick that number just because it rolls off the tongue. I'm underselling it very much underselling it. It's probably billions with an S. That's what we're dealing with here. So I saw some witch at MSNBC called me a climate change skeptic. So I need to be clear for all you people, all you communists who think I'm a climate change skeptic. Oh, I'm so much worse than that. I'm not a climate change skeptic. I am your enemy. Everything you believe I despise. I think you are a genocidal maniac trying to murder a billion people, and I will dedicate the entire rest of my professional career to stopping you, to stomping your entire belief system into the ground. I'm so much worse than a skeptic. I hate you. I know you hate humanity. I therefore hate you in an effort to protect humanity, and I want you stopped. Is that clear enough? I hope that's crystal clear enough. And look, they hate us too. Did you, did you actually see what Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary, did you see what this witch had to say when she was asked about inflation and people being crushed? Watch this woman. If you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the, in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Did she just tell me that taking out a twenty dollars to $30,000 loan for solar panels at a discount is the solution to me being crushed by inflation? Hey, you know, I got to tell you, honey, I've been going through the bills. We can't pay the bills. But hey, good news. Local car dealership offering 20% off. Let's go down there and buy a car. They hate you, and they're perfectly comfortable basically telling you that to your face. Understand what we're up against, all right? All right, we still got a lot more show. Make sure you stick around. <laughs> Make sure you stick around for Lighten the Mood tonight. I was being nice, and apparently the communists are mad about it. We'll talk about that later on. But first, speaking of climate, let's talk about your home. Let's talk about your air inside of your home. My folks are actually in town visiting right now. And it's funny, it happened this morning, sitting there having a cup of coffee with my mom, my dad, and my mom says... Your, your house always smells so clean. Why does it smell so clean? 
And of course, I did the I did the good thing. I was like, well, I mean, the wife she she cleans hard, but she spoke up and said, no, it's those Eden pure thunderstorms. They're like miracles. I'm telling you, these things are miracles. My sons have dirty socks in their room. They just take off their clothes and just throw them on the floor, and their room smells perfect because they have an Eden pure thunderstorm. Kills viruses and mold in the air. Don't ever have to replace a filter. These things are miracles. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers for $200 off. You have to use the promo code JESSE, though. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. A couple of days ago, yesterday, the president, two days ago, the president signing the, uh, the IRA, uh, not to be confused with anything going on in Ireland, but the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. In that bill, he has $60 billion for diversity as we ch meet the challenge of the climate crisis directly connected, as you mentioned, uh, to what we're doing here. $60 billion for diversity? Huh. Joining me now, my friend Nan Hayworth, former congresswoman, doctor, she's with the Independent Women's Forum, and my friend Dave Bratt, former congressman, also dean of business at Liberty University. Nan, what exactly do, do you buy with $60 billion that's diversity? Can I go pick that up at Walgreens or something? <laughs> They're going to make sure you can't. Uh, Jesse, especially not, especially not you, since you decry <laughs> everything they stand for. Um, it, 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 every dollar that this Democrat majority uh, has voted to spend is a dollar that represents a loss of opportunity, uh, especially, of course, for those who don't have the resources to lobby them who aren't their cronies or their constituents, who aren't uh, private equity firms and uh, owners who get a special tax break called carried interest. Uh, so what kind of, whatever diversity they may be claiming to protect, they are actively uh, acting against the economic interests and the well-being of those in our society who are the most vulnerable, who tend to be uh, members of uh, racial and ethnic minorities. Dean, Dave, I, I have to ask, I guess I could call you Dean because you are a freaking Dean. All right, Dave, I have to ask, when I hear all this money getting spent on diversity from the government, it's one thing for a private company, but all, the government's spending all this money on diversity, and then you dig into what they're actually doing, things like making white business owners go to the back of the line for PPE loans. Dave, that sounds a lot like, uh, gosh, what is that term they love? Starts with an S. Systemic racism. Yeah, well, that's all true, too. And if you'll notice, all their funds and all their programs, you need a lawyer to be able to access them. So that cuts out the middle class right there, right? No, None of my friends and pals got lawyers on the side they can access for several hundred dollars an hour uh, to access all these bags of goodies that go through the swamp. The swamp takes 20% off the top and dribbles the rest out across the economy. And then the other interesting part uh, that no one wants to pay attention to because the stock market consumes all, all of our attention, but the real economy is shrinking, right? I mean, we're in a recession, GDP, the, the total stuff you make is down six months in a row. 
and it's down six months in a row because productivity, probably the most important variable in economics, the amount of stuff you make per hour is also way down. And it's been a straight decline for 50 years in a row, productivity growth, right? Robert Gordon at Northwestern is the world expert on this. He was saying this 40 years ago before the uh, world went crazy. So, you know, this is free uh, crazy politics land. But the reason that matters is because the left is just consumed with the idea that the U.S. and business and capitalism is the problem. So they have no problem, right? Uh, you know, Nan's talking about, you know, this doesn't benefit anybody. They don't even care if it benefits yeah. anybody. And Nan knows that. And so uh, it, the middle class uh, it, it, it is not fully aware what the left is doing to them, but they're finding out with this inflation piece because that's also uh, devastating the economy in the name of the bill, uh, you can take it from there. Nan, Dave claims to be for the working man, but I personally agree with Jennifer Granholm here. If people are stressed about these prices and inflation, why not just go out and get, and get an electric car? She lays it all out. The savings uh, from a vehicle perspective of owning, maintaining, and not having to fill up uh, are, are just enormous. Thank you. Nan, why are these people worried about these costs when they could just get a Tesla? Yeah, well, I, I know. So so strange indeed, especially since, Jesse, they've got some pretty sweet rebate uh, offers, apparently, <laughs> for those who can actually afford the $67,000 outlay uh, to, you know, there's some sort of tax advantage for them to, to buy a Tesla. Uh, these are tax advantages that obviously aren't available to uh, the folks who are actually, uh, unfortunately, usually uh, the first ones to have to commute who can't work virtually. Uh, and, and as Dave pointed out, you know, not only is productivity down, but of course, the, the actual value of every dollar earned for wage earners in the United States is down dramatically. Uh, from where it was in uh, even just a few months ago, actually, uh, and in 2021, after uh, you know the uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act had its salutary effect on the economy, um, you know that unfortunately that that benefit is gone, uh, and this is something the Democrats really can't outrun with rhetoric: is the experience of people on the ground uh, in the United States. They can't get away from the inflated energy costs food costs, uh, from the productivity standpoint, supply chain issues, uh, goods and services that are disappearing. That's something that the Democrats cannot happy talk their way out of, even with their uh, goofy uh, mathematics from Jennifer Granholm that actually, if you, you know, if you compute out how much you would, how long you would have to have that car in order to save enough money on fill-ups to make it worthwhile, it's years and years and years. It makes no sense at all. Dave, had an interesting conversation actually with my parents this morning. They were down visiting and they didn't know what ESG was. They'd heard me bring it up on my show a couple times. My yeah. parents are not exactly idiot bumpkins. They're pretty savvy people. They didn't understand it at all. This is something that people do not realize how pervasive it is. It's everywhere and the companies aren't hiding it. They have dedicated web pages bragging about it, yet people don't know. Explain what ESG is. Well, it's part of the neo-Marxist package, right? It all sounds good, right? The you know the brotherhood, the working class, and the, the Marxist proletariat rising up. 
to take over the elites and then you know just trust us in the short run while we get rid of your human rights and uh, devastate the economy and the rule of law but just trust us we're you know it'll be great uh, in the short run so ESG you know the environment social governance corporate good governance all sounds good uh, until you recognize that uh, you know BlackRock and uh, Larry Fink the 10 trillion dollar man puts half of his portfolio in China and when you say, what's wrong with that, Dave? Well, ha if you're interested in the environment and uh, sound governance and corporate governance uh, coming out of a totalitarian uh, regime, you might scratch your head for a moment, too. And so it takes a few sentences to explain these things, right? So your folks and most folks don't know about this ESG piece. It goes way back to uh, stakeholder capitalism uh, versus Milton Friedman, you know, free market, let, let the free market work. And what that has to do with, right, it's very clever, started off 30, well, how can you be against stakeholders, other people being involved? <clears throat> well, because they haven't paid in and they don't bear any of the risk, right? And uh, it, it, they don't want a democratic run thing. They want an elite uh, thing run out of the swamp uh, with the uh, deep state and the administrative state. And that's what we're learning, right? They're doing all this by fiat through secretaries uh, in the executive branch. And so, yeah, people, we just got to do a better job of educating. There, there's kingdom advisors out there, a bunch of Christian, uh, thousands of Christian financial advisors. Uh, they know what it is. Uh, Kevin Freeman's out there at Economic War Room. Uh, Vivek is coming out. Ramaswamy's got another uh, vehicle. Right. Justin Danhoff uh, and Back to Neutral Group, they're, they know a ton about all this. They've been taking the lead. And so there's a bunch of good guys, but the the the, uh, the Marxist crew got the uh, trillion dollar men and uh, women. So hard hard competition in the short run, but uh, it'll lose in the long run. Yeah, just look at China right now, their economy. You'll see what's coming. Nan, yeah. I'll let you well, have the final word on ESG. <laughs> uh, Dave is exactly right. What they what they want to do is down you know dump all the risk onto the American public and the American taxpayers, and that's what they will do. Meanwhile, uh, the lion's share of the profits, of course, will go to uh, the Larry Finks of the world, at least uh, right. in the short run, because they are the ones who actually have captured the regulation, have captured the tax code. They get yep. the advantages, and they build this system to say, you know what? Don't even worry about returns, like actual returns on your retirement funds uh, <laughs> that we invest in your behalf through our massive BlackRock uh, hegemony. No, 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 don't worry about that. Worry about the good of the world, uh, because sure. that's much more important. And then they can define the good of the world whatever way they want. Yep. That sounds about right. Dave, Nan, love you guys. Take care. You too. Thank you, brother. Thank you. See you, Nan. All right. We have a light in the mood next. And I was being nice to somebody. I was actually being nice to a Democrat, and she freaked out, and now apparently they're fundraising off of me being nice. So we'll explain that in just a moment before we get to that. We just talked to them about ESG, right? And about, man, these companies are bad, and these companies are bad, and how we have to find alternatives. And you heard Dave bring up Kingdom Advisors, and we have to be more diligent. You and me, I, I'm just as guilty. More diligent with where we spend our money because so many of these corporations are friggin' evil now. I love OneShare Health because it gives me a health insurance option. Health insurance. How about a faith-based health insurance company that shares your values? It's so interested in giving back 5% of your monthly 
goes to veterans struggling with PTSD. These are wonderful people. I've spent hours with them. Absolutely wonderful. You want to talk about putting your money where your morals are. And the coverage is great, right? Coverage is great. Great prices. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly. Promo code Jesse Kelly. Get you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Go now. We'll be back. I don't understand why communists can't take a compliment. You give one of these communist chicks running for Congress a compliment, and all of a sudden they're upset about it. I don't understand it. You know what? Before I get to that, before I get to that, let me get to this. Your home. Do you own one? If you don't own one, don't worry about this. But if you own one, you should be aware of home title theft. And I don't, I don't want you to take my word on home title theft. Please don't. Go look it up. The fastest growing cybercrime. It's sweeping the country. The authorities have no handle on this whatsoever. They hack into your home title, which is online. Yes, yours. It's online. They forge your signature on it. They go take loans out against it. And you have to pay those loans back. You understand they're going to send you late notices. And when you don't pay those, which you won't because you don't know you took out the loans, they will send you eviction notices. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down like that. All right? HomeTitleLock.com. Now, let's go to what happened. And this is completely unjust. You know, out of respect, out of the interest of being bipartisan and bringing the country together, every two years we put together a bipartisan hottest women of Congress list. Because women love those kind of compliments, right? And look, obviously we're going to have to do one after the election in November. So it'll be a 2023 list. Shout out to the current champion, Lauren Boebert. Remember, we sent her a partially used Red Lobster gift card as a congrats for being champion. And next year's looking to be a bloodbath. I mean, it's going to be a war up there. Boebert's obviously still there. Uh, Beth Van Dyne, AOC, Ilhan Omar, always a contender. Don't sleep on Ilhan Omar. Myra Flores. What if Catalina Lauf wins? It might blow up the whole thing, right? And so we got something interesting coming. But remember, it's bipartisan. We only judge these women by their looks, as you should. And there's this lady, Sarah Cleehood, in New York, a complete communist scumbag. She's running for Congress. So, out of respect, I said something to her. She had obviously lied about it. She, I was in the Air Force, and they sent a raid into my office to raid my computer when I... Okay, whatever. It was a big lying story. So, out of respect, I pointed out that, yeah, that's a lie, but I think she's... I think she's on the top ten list next year. I do. I, I said All I said was top ten contender. I didn't say top five. In fact, I said she's probably not going to crack the top five. There's just too many heavy hitters out there. But she's going to be somewhere around the bottom of the order, right? Maybe the highest compliment. Well, apparently Sarah was offended by this. She took what I said and sent out a fundraising email calling me all kinds of things. She said, hey, friends, Sarah's an accomplished person, elected official, veteran, mother, blah, 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 blah. Why is it that men on the Internet think they have the right to say a word about her appearance? Conservative commentator Jesse Kelly is using sexism to target Sarah. Uh, I was being nice. What's your problem is? Anyway, Sarah, you're still going on the list if you win. I'll see you tomorrow.
Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 